You're listening to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast with Wendy Johnson, episode number 19. Welcome to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast, where women come to be inspired and motivated to become the best version of themselves and elevate the quality of their everyday. Now, here's your host, certified life coach, Wendy Johnson. Hello, beautiful friends. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, and I am excited today about this topic, the power of self-discipline. So I'm wondering, what comes to mind when you think about the word discipline? Is it restrictive? Does it limit your freedom? Do you avoid it, if at all possible? Most people out there avoid discipline because they think it's hard and it feels constraining and restrictive. However, when we avoid discipline, we end up with exactly what we're trying to avoid. And the only way to be truly free and creative in our lives is through embracing discipline. And we can only bring our best selves forward in our life with the practice of self-discipline. So what is discipline? I looked it up in Google. Discipline is the quality of being able to behave and work in a controlled way, which involves obeying particular rules or standards. And discipline comes from the root word disciple, meaning to teach or to guide. And the Webster Dictionary has two different definitions. And one is to punish or penalize for the sake of enforcing obedience and perfecting moral character. And that's what many people relate to because that's what they were brought up with, maybe by your parents, other family members, teachers, and society. But the second definition is to train or develop by instruction and exercise in self-control. So if your experience of discipline is one of punishment, maybe you did something wrong as a kid and you were disciplined or punished. But my belief in self-discipline is different. I believe self-discipline comes from being self-aware and self-loving. And there's a lot of things I'm very disciplined in doing and I have great follow through. And when I don't want to do something, I do it anyway. So by the end of this episode, I hope you fall in love with the idea of self-discipline and embrace it. So first, why is discipline so important? Well, discipline creates habits and habits make routines and routines become who you are daily. Not only showing up to practice, it's giving you positive action and it helps you train your mind and your body and enables you to focus on your goals and to regulate your emotions. So good discipline looks like being consistent, being firm, and being respectful. The goal of positive discipline is to teach and train and guide And you can think of that if you have your own children and you're doing this positive discipline so that they learn how to practice self-control and they develop the ability to manage their emotions. 
and they can make wise choices. Discipline comes out of love and it does not come out of beating yourself up. And it's used to fuel your dreams and to support your future self, who you want to become. So I envision the self-discipline part of me showing up for myself, loving myself so much and following through on what I say I'm going to do, whether I want to do it or not, whether I feel like doing it. But if self-discipline comes from the dictator part of you, that part of you that comes into the situation and starts beating yourself up and telling your things like, you're lazy, you're fat, you need to get your act together, you're going broke. How dare you do that? How dare you spend that kind of money? You don't deserve it. Those are all fearful responses. And I find this a lot when I'm coaching clients. They've confused the dictator part of them with self-discipline and they beat themselves up for not doing something. So I'm wondering for you, how would you describe the word discipline? What feelings do you have if you were to summarize it in one word? Is it hard, frustrating, painful, anxious, sad? Does it mean deprivation? And as humans, we're wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So if we associate discipline as a painful experience, then of course we're not going to pursue discipline. But the good news is that you get to decide what you link pleasure to and what you're going to link pain to. And here's the thing. Discipline is neutral. The feelings that you're having about discipline is from how you think about it. So let me tell you the reasons why I love discipline. The first one is I get to feel proud of myself rather than be disappointed in not doing something that I say I'm going to do. I get to show up and do what I say I'm going to do when I'm going to do it. And then I get to create the result I want. Then I get to be proud of myself. And the second reason why I love discipline is I get to feel relaxed. I don't have to feel the feelings of overwhelm and anxiousness. I don't have to have those negative thoughts because I'm going to experience the consequences of not being disciplined. And the third reason I love discipline is my life is easier. When I'm following rules that I've set for myself, and I follow them, rather than living on this wild side that's like a being on a roller coaster with no self-discipline, no self-control, and no respect for myself, I choose to show up and be disciplined, and it makes my life flow, and it gives me freedom and creativity. And the fourth reason is I get to create results that I want. When I manage the thoughts I'm having, I have better feelings and I create the results. So when a client comes to me, often they're feeling overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed because there's not enough time in their day to complete their to-do lists. The list is always getting longer. It ne- They never complete it. 
But what I tell them is that the day your to-do list is complete, you're dead. Their list is always going to be there. And also, I just recently heard from a client that the summer season is just way too short to get everything done I need to get done. And what I said was, everybody in the world has the same summer season. And it begins, I want to say June 21st to September 20th, somewhere in there. We all have the same season, unless you're south of the equator. And then you have your summer season when we have our winter. So the discipline I'm talking about is managing the thoughts in your head. You're thinking on purpose and you're creating thoughts that align with what you want. And you'll think new thoughts that will drive new actions. You're not in that stuck, stagnant place and spinning in overwhelm. So now I want to talk about the problems with lack of self-discipline. And the first problem that I've seen is people prefer the familiar discomfort over the unfamiliar discomfort. They are basing their follow-through on their mood and if they feel like it. And I had a client say that this is her problem. She has big dreams and plans. But when it comes time to actually do something, she's frozen. She doesn't know what to do. And she says, I just don't feel like it today. I'll do it tomorrow. I just want to sit on the sofa and watch TV or I want to call a friend. So what about those times that you are reacting to your mood and you don't follow through because you don't feel like it? Do you have times like that? So here's the thing. You can live your life based on your desire or based on your mood. If you live your life based on your mood, you're not going to get the results you want because your mood is always changing. So what type of discomfort do you want? The familiar or the unfamiliar? And being stagnant in life, the familiar discomfort is overeating or beating yourself up, or not showing up for what you want, and then feeling bad about yourself. Or you can have the discomfort in the interest of growth, of feeling the discomfort, and doing something new, and creating new thoughts, and literally becoming a new woman. Maybe you start with wanting to create discipline around loving yourself because self-discipline is a form of self-love. Because when you love yourself, you want to show up for yourself. When you love yourself, you want the best for yourself. You don't beat yourself up. You get to understand who you are on a better level. And you're constantly taking action creating evidence to reinforce that you're a woman who loves herself. And when you love yourself fully, you can love others fully without all those illusions and judgments and opinions that you put on other people. And the second problem I see is people are disciplined for other people, but not for themselves. So I had a client last year and she said that she's created hardship in her life 
She's in real estate and she works 60 hours a week and she's disciplined, but she has put her self-care on the back burner. So what she's saying is her discipline in her work is costing her own health. So what you can't do in this type of situation is to blame discipline for a lack of your own health. This is where what I was saying earlier is we get to decide the meaning we give to everything. Now, the good news is you know how to be disciplined in the area of your work. You know what thoughts are creating that discipline. Now you can transfer the same thoughts over to what you're not practicing around your self-care. So you're transferring over into another area of your life rather than sacrificing. What you need to think about is your own self-care. So in your self-care, you need more discipline. What do you need to think about your own self-care that will inspire you to show up for it? And how can you link pain with not showing up for it and pleasure for showing up for it? So think about how you would feel if you were taking exquisite care of yourself and think about the end result of who you would be and what daily small actions could you take to give yourself evidence that you are that person. Just decide what you want over here and what you need to think, what you need to feel, and then what you need to create from that. So the strategy is to think, do, and become. And when you think something long enough and you do something to provide evidence long enough for those new thoughts, you become the person who's disciplined in that area. And the third problem I see is self-sabotage is more familiar than self-discipline. And I don't want to say that self-discipline is easy. Change is hard. And to create lasting change, you have to take action. And you're always going to come back to who you believe you were. Whatever you practice the most of, you will be the best at. So you need to begin to practice disciplining yourself in new things to get good at them. So let's say that your weight has been up and down. You lose 10 pounds and then you gain it back. And the reason why is because you were losing weight with willpower only, with only actions, and you were never changing the thoughts and creating different feelings. So the discipline starts in the mind and all the action in the world will not give you the lasting results. You're always going to go back to who you were, who you believe yourself to be. So think about the areas of your life where you're already disciplined. Most likely those areas of your life where you're experiencing a lot of ease and freedom and positive results and you're successful. It may be in your finances, your daily hygiene, or taking care of your kids and getting them to their activities. Everybody practices discipline in something. Even brushing your teeth is a form of discipline. So now think about an area where you don't practice discipline, and it may be your health and wellness or around money 
the feelings that you're having in those areas are painful and you're avoiding the disciplined actions. And when you're down on yourself and beating yourself up, you don't get to have that great relationship with yourself. Instead, you're spinning in a negative spiral. So the key is to have the feelings that will drive the actions to get the results. And to do that, you have to feel differently. And to feel differently, you have to think differently. So you could try on a new thought that this unfamiliar discomfort is exciting and fun. So look into your future and think about what is it that you desire to create and imagine it's already done. You've already created it. And notice how are you feeling? Are you loving your life? Are you ecstatic? Do you feel successful? Do you feel accomplished? Do you feel proud? Do you feel relaxed? Do you feel joyful? Do you feel sexy? Do you feel powerful? Do you feel passionate? When it's already done, say you've lost that 10 pounds, how do you feel? And this is the secret. And this is where the discipline comes in, friend. The reason why you want anything is because of the feeling that you think it will give you. So you can think and feel confidently powerful, or you can think thoughts that you can't control yourself and you'll never lose the weight. You can love your body and take care of your body, eating delicious foods in moderate amounts, or you can overeat put down your body and say that this is impossible. I want you to define what the feeling is that you think you'll have one day when and begin to practice the thoughts to create the feeling now. And everything you've created up to this point is based on the old thoughts, old feelings, and old states of being. And to create something new, you're going to have to practice feeling a little bit better, thinking a little differently and taking a little bit different action. And over time, you'll create a whole new experience full of evidence for what you're practicing. How can you begin to move towards that new feeling? That's the discipline of the mind. And that's how you create freedom for yourself. You don't have to think differently after you've got the result. You're doing it along the way. And the crazy thing is, is when you begin to practice this way of being, you show up differently. You take different actions and you prove to yourself who you are. And I love this quote by Dalai Lama. He says, a disciplined mind leads to happiness and an undisciplined mind leads to suffering. So I want to talk about how to practice discipline. And the first important rule that I have is to set up expectations ahead of time. You let yourself know what the rules are in your life. If you think about how you approach your work, the areas in your life where you're disciplined, it's usually because you've set up rules ahead of time and you honor those rules. You don't wait until you're in that situation and you try to rely on willpower and restraint to get you to do it in that moment. You've decided ahead of time that you will brush your teeth every day. You decided ahead of time that you'll arrive to work on time. And when you do that for yourself, just like when you set expectations for your kids and they're able to honor those expectations and agree to them ahead of time, 
they don't have to use their willpower and restraint in that moment. And it's the same with us when we set those expectations for ourselves. Let me give you an example. If you tell yourself, I want to go for a walk every morning at 6 a.m. And if you're only using willpower to do that, which means you're giving yourself the option of not going and you're deciding on how you're feeling and the mood you're in, and you think, well, I could go, but maybe I won't go now. Maybe I'll do it later. And then by the end of the day, most of your willpower reserves have been used up and you end up not going. But if you plan ahead of time with expectations that no matter what, you're going to take a walk, you're eliminating any need for negotiation and you're following through and honoring that commitment to yourself. And then your willpower and your self-control is stronger and you've increased the relationship and love that you have with yourself. This is how I have become disciplined in areas of my life. It's very powerful. And the more you do it, the better you get. And another tip I have for you is starting small, setting up your environment, putting your walking clothes on and your shoes by the bed, and not making yourself do a huge amount. Start with five minutes. I'll take a walk around the block instead of a walk for one hour. So you just show up over and over for five minutes every day. And you're not getting a lot of exercise, but what you're doing is you're strengthening your discipline. You're making yourself get out there and do it, even if you don't feel like it. And you're honoring your commitments to yourself, no matter how small they are. And that way, you're strengthening your self-discipline and you're proving to yourself, you're creating evidence for who you're being. So when you set yourself up, there's no option. You make that commitment 100%, no matter what. And then you honor that commitment to yourself with not giving yourself the option. That's what true discipline is. And here's the benefit of creating those expectations and plans ahead of time and honoring your commitment and showing up for a small task, the more you do that, the less reactive you'll be in the moment and you'll learn to not listen to your moods. You're listening to your desires or the desired outcome you want. So it's the part of you, the future you is who you have that commitment with. And you're developing integrity and honor and trust within yourself. And the more integrity you have, the more self-disciplined you become. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got something out of it and are choosing an area of your life where you want to have more self-discipline and creating those thoughts that create those feelings and create different actions and give you new results, the ones you truly desire. I hope that you move forward and create evidence for yourself, who you're being, who you're becoming. Have a great week, everybody. And I look forward to being here with you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out more you 
my community of like-minded women. We show up to create the highest version of ourselves and elevate the quality of our everyday along the way. Head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash join. That's O-N-T-R-A-C lifecoaching.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there. And if you haven't grabbed your copy of the Mindset Makeover, head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash makeover and get a copy that teaches and inspires you to show up as your most extraordinary self.